is minute 15 of As If, the podcast about Clueless, where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I am Corey McLean, your host. With me today are Kip Reed. Hello. And John Muggleton. Hello. Today we're talking about minute 15, which is the end of, starts with the end of, uh, well, Sean's discussion of Travis's speech and onto his discussion of where Cher's tardies are. They talk about tardies a little bit. And then we go into uh, Cher's house where her dad is scolding her for having gotten um, some driving tickets, parking tickets, some kind of tickets. She's in trouble about that. And that's what our minute covers. What are you, Do you guys have any particular thoughts on this minute? Yeah, this was the uh, the, the moment where I was rewatching it a couple of years ago. I was like, oh, that's what that means. <laughs> see i will say for all i had so many moments like that rewatching this a couple of years ago and like rewatching it for this even a couple of years ago i didn't get any of the drug stuff i'm like i got i got it the last time i watched it for the first time i'm like wow i'm 30 and i finally understand drug culture great <laughs> <laughs> well i went to but, a uh, all boys school so i didn't have anybody being tardy for riding the crimson wave but you know yeah no the like, I understood that euphemism at age nine. I knew exactly what she meant. <laughs> it's like, like, oh, yes, there's something I'm already dreading. So she's in the ocean surfing? I don't understand what's happening. Someone explain this movie to me. Why is everyone turning away from me? There's a plankton bloom? No wonder Miss Geist is so concerned about the the uh, environment. Why are we turning the movie off now? Oh, we're not going to talk about this anymore? All right. And even when Wallace Shawn sort of brushes it away, too, he's like, oh, we'll let it slide. He's totally down with that. He's like, not the first not the first rodeo of the crimson wave he's been to i love the notion that you kind of get around in the in the next little part of the minute where she has a car she has keys to the car she doesn't have her license but yet somehow he's surprised that she's been driving not on her license right like why is he surprised it's not like he's been taking her out for driving lessons yeah, and he should know, I mean, if she has, and also, I don't know about California, but in Connecticut, if you have a permit, you are not supposed to drive without a licensed driver. Yeah, I mean, and he says that, like, two licenses don't make, two permits do not make a license. That's right. So this is also, like, a, a nice inlook on his family, where he has no idea what she's doing all day, but they have dinner every night together. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the weirdest family dynamic ever. Yeah. She's, like, I guess he just believes every single thing she tells him and assumes that she's, she's sort of, like, under oath. All yeah. truth, like all truth, whole truth, nothing but the truth. And I, I don't know. I just look at them and I'm like, how did Alicia Silverstone come from him? I mean, what? Well, they do show the picture of her mother, who's as as Alicia Silverstone says, isn't she a total Betty? So she got mom definitely. Then obviously, well, she got the mom looks, but the dad brain. Yeah, yeah, I do think that she like she does seem to be portrayed as as smart as her dad, if not as sort of cutthroat. Although, <laughs> our, our, if you listen to yesterday's minute, maybe that's not. Re- reflective of alicia silverstone's characteristic no gwen and thing dealing with that <laughs> gwen and dirty y'all <laughs> call back there call back callbacks i will say my response to getting any kind of traffic t- ticket is not terribly dissimilar to this like i don't remember getting the first ticket like i get angry whenever i get sent anything in the mail even if i know that i di- like by the dmv even if i know that it is something that i am liable for and will and did do yeah you don't want you don't want to pay it it's like no i didn't do that <laughs> i remember getting ticketed for not having registered my car because in california one year it was like a thousand dollars registered car which is how mm-hmm. we got Arnold as a governor for eight years. Holy cow. 
because we got rid yeah. of the guy that raised the tax to like eight hundred dollars. Like you're out, Arnold's in, let's go. Yeah. But uh, I remember not registering my cars. I couldn't afford it, and I would get tickets every day because it was parked on the street. Yeah. So I remember taking those tickets in and being like, "Hey, look, I'm riding the Crimson Wave here." So that's why I got these tickets. <laughs> and he was like, it was, it was Wallace Shawn was the cop. It was really cool. He was like, it's cool. Don't worry about it. I'm like, you're really, really relaxed about this. He's like, I got daughters. I'm like, you're a cool guy. This guy was right about you. That's what I told him. And he looked at me. He's like, hmm. And I was Alicia Silverstone the entire time. Ooh, a twist. You didn't see it oh, coming. Man. That would audio. be the strangest thing to wake up and realize you were. Corin, you're a female. Did you ever try to use the excuse of your your women's troubles? Oh, yeah. I use it all the time. Like, and, like, it's not just using the excuse. Like, you do use the excuse. But it, like, you have a large building and, like, five minutes to get between classes at high school. And... You're supposed to also change your pad between classes. You you physically can't do it. And so teachers actually are understanding about it. Like, it's not something you can get away with using every week or every think, day. Maybe one teacher uh, that noticed and he pulled out a chart and like a the, calendar. There will be that one female teacher who's like <laughs> tracking your menstrual cycle. And you're like, dude, where's your solidarity? That one math um, teacher has got a weird calendar with all the girls' names on it. You're like, you're, this is not cool. I understand why you're doing this, but it's not cool. Hey, now, now, now we can have app for that. It was something that, like, as a high school girl, like, you were super embarrassed about, as as though it were unusual, as though you were the only one. You didn't just bring it up in class randomly. Yeah, you wouldn't just be like, "Oh, I was riding the crimson wave." Totally, like, I'm like, I'm an empowered female woman, a female person who is enti- entirely comfortable with my body. Like, it is uncomfortable and icky and you don't want anybody who has male genitalia to know anything about your period troubles <laughs> let alone your debate teacher and creepy elton's right behind like, her too exactly yeah. like oh, all yeah. the like and he's got a calendar out making the charts and he's like wait a minute <laughs> like elton you're being creepo stop it for whatever reason elton in this movie reminds me vaguely of robert pattinson as edward cullen yeah, like a, like no a 90s Edward Colden. Yeah, like I just get that vibe from him. Wait a minute. Um, Do you think because in that movie they graduated high school over and over again? Because I remember that. Oh, maybe it is. That is maybe him. This is, like, who's the actor? Maybe it's just maybe it's, Robert. Maybe they Robert both Pattinson start with the letter E. Think about it. To go back to the scene real quick. I just realized this a very unrealistic thing is she has the same pen the entire movie. Yeah, she never loses that fluffy pen. That's bullshit. In high school, I was always like, I don't have a pen. Yeah. Girls are less like that, I will say. I was, like, not as much of a school supplies freak as some people. Me and my friends, I remember being obsessed with, like, jelly pens, and it. your pen was very important. Like, this is something that I will say is a, a thing I will stereotype high school girl, girls from, because I remember how obsessed we all were with having the good pens. <laughs> I mean, and obviously not all girls, and, and like, I'm sure some, some boys, but in some cases, it's a big deal. I don't know. You have to have, the, like, you want the pen, like, because you have a lucky pen for exams and things like that, like... Did it write? It was good for me. I'm good. As long as it wrote, wrote and it wasn't, I didn't have to stab myself and write in blood, it worked. <laughs> Did you ever actually have to stab yourself and write in blood? No. No, I always managed to find a pen. Well, that's that's good at least. So of all of the characters, we've met we've in our minutes met quite a few of the characters. Of all of the characters, who's your favorite character in the movie? Travis. (laughs) For reasons already discussed? Yes. I like Amber. What about you, Kip? What was that? I have, a, I have a weird feeling with Amber. I kind of want to hate her and kind of completely empathize with her. Like, is she a... She's a frenemy, I'm assuming. Yeah, she's a frenemy. She's, yeah. Oh, she's, she's definitely she's a frenemy. She's invited everywhere, but no one seems to like her. And in the, in the PE scene, she has her own little crew that she jokes around with. 
Yeah, and you get the feeling that she probably has a really nice house, like with a with a really nice pool and a really yeah. like and like there always has the good snacks in the fridge and all that shit. Yep. That's she what I was going to say. She also has, like, the famous whatever. That, that's hers. Oh, what? Whatever? Yeah. Whatever with the two hand signals. Yeah. She just, she's a forgotten character to history. Yeah. Well, I her. hadn't even processed that, like, that, like, that, that, like, key valley girlism was a line given to her. Yeah, I guess that's true. And then when I did, last year, I did an art project called 100 Days of Fancy, where I watched Fancy for 100 Days in a Row. Oh, my for God. For our podcast. Why would you do and, that? And uh, someone told me I couldn't do it, so I did it. <laughs> and I memorized the words to it, and I broke down the video, watched about everything I could watch about it, and uh, we podcasted about it. And uh, she's in the video, too. Not her, but the character is, like, highly part of that video, which is it's a clueless clone. Oh, that's right. I'd forgotten that. I could never forget that, because it's in my brain forever. I'm sure you couldn't forget it 100 <laughs> times. Which they do yeah, a really that's... great job copying it, like, scene for scene, stitch for stitch. It's all in there, but so is the, yeah. the rip-off Amber. I'm probably, like, the character I empathize most with in this movie is probably Brittany Murphy's character. Um, no nope. guys. Yeah, like, for all, like, that's the char- that's the chick I wish I was in high school, and I so totally wasn't. I was probably much more of a share in high school. I was such a goody-two-shoes and, like, wanted everything to work out perfectly for everyone and was, like, smiley and happy and really good at pretending I didn't hate high school. I was a real Wallace Shawn in high school. <laughs> I was a real Wallace Shawn. <laughs> I was not appearing in this movie. That's who I was. <laughs> yeah, like... I don't fit like I don't fit well as any of these people because I was just way nerdier than all of them. Yep, exactly. Yeah, but like, and I think that's one of the cool things about this movie is that, like, you still like like these are the people who you hated in high school, right? Like, yeah, this is not high school though. This is the mall. But these are the kids you hated at the mall too. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. For sure. Yeah, this is these are the, the these are the kids that went to the expensive prep school in my town. I think I think part of it. Part of why I like this movie and like the people in this movie so much is that is the visual aspect of it. Like my high school had uniforms, so like there were no there was no like amazing plaid outfits. There were no things like that. <laughs> like no. to sort of differentiate one click from the other. Did you have the plaid plaid skirts and uh, white shirts? No, and all it was that, Puerto or? Rico. We were in Puerto. We were in polos and khakis. I do enjoy that. That the the click scene is probably a great scene in this movie. Yeah, although it's relatively minimal for a teen movie, like it is still there. Let's see. Do we have other things we want to talk about about this minute? Mm, uh, I don't. I don't think I have anything else. I watched these minutes like this morning over and over again, and they just kind of bleed into each other. Yeah. No. These are like the. The exposition in this movie is a little unusual. Um, like the way, like it takes a little while to really kick in. Like you yeah, get a little setting bit of the scenes. Yeah, you, and you get a little bit of setting the scenes at a time. Like you get that little bit. Like we were confused about. Like I thought that the bit where they sort of like give her give Miss Geist the mini makeover was in this scene, and it isn't. Um, or, yeah, it's coming. I think it comes in this group after yeah, this minute. Exactly. Yeah. And so you get like these little bursts of things. And so, all right. Well, I think that that just about wraps it up for today. Do you guys have anything you want to plug? Nope, I'm all set. Uh, I do a podcast with the Brian Skinner. Uh, it's called Can We Just Be Friends? It's a podcast on the internet where we talk about friendship and watermelons. It's on iTunes, Google, and all podcatching apps. So I uh, also do a podcast called The Accidental Cinephile. Um, We're just getting going because I've never seen any movies aside from Clueless way too many times. Um, And so we talk about 
movie that we make me watch a movie that I really should have seen. Hey, when you get to Hackers, I'll do that episode with you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's so much stuff. Like, I have so many people who have been like, you have to see this movie. I will claim this for you. And I'm like, absolutely. Because, like, I've seen my favorite movie six gajillion times and almost nothing else. Like, I've seen The Godfather, so I've got that going for me. I've seen Caddyshack, so I've got that going for me. But, like... Never seen Caddyshack. You've never seen Caddyshack? See, this is the other thing. I've got to get to start doing, like, the reverse of, like, how have you never seen this movie? Uh, But, yeah, so I do a podcast called The Accidental Cinephile. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Sweat Tears C, as in the ocean, not the letter. Um... Until then, we will see you later. Uh, Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted, executive produced and hosted by Corinne McLean, with my guests. Kip Reed and John Muggleton. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram, As If Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.